I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by a chipmunk with a grudge. Instead, it's brought to us by your amazing talents. Because we're looking for a new intro for the podcast, and we have a contest going. The contest is going until the 31st of July, 2017. So go to our website, go to the contest page, and check out the rules and all the information, and get it into us soon. So get cracking. Thinking Sideways. I don't get it. I brought the aliens. You must unlearn what you have learned. I don't know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways, the podcast. I am Devin, joined this week by... Joe. And... Steve. Uh, we're recording like a week after CrimeCon right now. CrimeCon! It was fun. It was really fun not to like rub in the noses of the people who weren't able to come, but it was really fun. Yeah, CrimeCon! We missed you guys, by the we way. Did. We're we thinking missed about all you. of you. We yeah, were. we were. Every single one of you. Um, so I apologize for the little raspy nature of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long couple weeks. Uh, this week... We sound we're... like we're on day two of CrimeCon. Yeah, kind of. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Where everyone was just... Um, hung over and sad about being there. Uh, I wasn't. <laughs> um, so today we are going to talk about a case called Princess Doe. And mm. this you was mean suggested... Princess Doe? No. Princess Doe. Oh. And this was a listener suggestion in July of 2014. We've had um, a while. We've it was three years. Well. Uh, so, yeah. Hunter. Hey, Hunter, this, thanks. So thank you. It's not, we're, it's not by any means a Mr. Cruel small ears warning but we're yeah, gonna still. talk about murder and stuff like that so yeah, I know. small ears warning it's a uh, medium-sized ear warning uh you know kids today they're raised in a diet of murder and mayhem they you know this is nothing to them it's true so uh princess doe is a 15 to 20 year old jane doe discovered on the grounds of a graveyard in blairstown new jersey on july 15th 1982 a while back Princess Doe, um, I think we'll probably just call her Princess from now on. But Easier. Maybe Princess Doe, a little simpler. Uh, was found by a grave digger who was employed by the graveyard. Her face was, quote unquote, bludgeoned beyond recognition, is the nicest way that I've seen that put. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, what my understanding is they couldn't identify the color of her eyes. Yes. That's, that's pretty, must, must have been one heck of a bludgeoning. Pretty, pretty, yeah. Well, see, I, I always wondered if that was because of the time that she spent there and so there was a little bit of decomp or if it was critters. 
They, the investigators seem to believe it was due to the beating, okay. not decomp or critters. Okay. Mm, well. because so the orbs were exploded. Yeah, because the it. rest of the body. Yeah, I knew. I knew been... her face was. Yeah, but you know, like the tongue and things like that would that would also be susceptible to critters were in fine condition. Okay. So mm. good point. Yeah. Welcome to the small ears. Yeah. <laughs> Still listening, right kids. In. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her body was found laying on its back with a red T-shirt on her body. Kind of a V-neck. Sort kind of, of like a peasanty blouse almost. Yeah. 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 It was and, very 70s. Yeah. And there was a long red kind of peasanty skirt, like a long flowy skirt that was laid over her legs or draped over her legs. Um, she was wearing no underwear. She was wearing a gold cross necklace and earrings in her left ear only. Pictures of which are available. They are. Her only her right hand had painted nails, which was in a matching red to the clothes that she was found in slash under. How often do women paint just one side and not the other? Um, <laughs> it really depends, it depends on who it is. It really depends. Um, you know, sometimes it's not so much that you've just painted the one hand. Oftentimes, like uh, nervous tics are to pull. Like when I get really nervous, sometimes I'll pick at my nail polish. Mm. And you just kind of, oftentimes people just pick at the one hand. You, you're sitting me, watching me do this right now, yeah, yeah. miming that. And so it's possible that she just picked all of it off of one hand and not the other. I've Especially also, if she was right-handed. And well, there's picking. also the, the fact that some people just can't take it when their nails get scraped up. And if you scrape, I, I, my wife is this way. She scrapes one nail and it's screwed up. She will then go ahead and just get out the nail polish remover and take it off. And either repaint the nail or just take the polish off entirely. Now, mm-hmm. this girl might have been that, well, the one hand's fine, but the other looks goofy. So, I mean, it's there's a whole smattering yeah. of ways. There's also a lot of uh, conjecture online that says that this means that she must have been interrupted while painting her nails. Uh, but I don't think so because they her nail polish was, it wasn't like smeared everywhere. Exactly. It was dry on the one hand. So it's it's unclear why that was. It is a bit of an could, identifying mark. But... It's possible she was interrupted in mid mid painting, but uh, not by violence right away. So the, the the perpetrator like you know knocks on her door and says, "Hey, want to go to the graveyard, hang out?" And then so she you know says okay and leaves with him blowing on her nails a little bit. But True. you know it could have been something like that. I guess. True. I don't yeah. Know. Favorite moment of the podcast so far? Watching Joe do the, the blowing, the blowing the of the nails motion. Yeah, the shaking of the hand. Yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't alcoholism. This is me trying to dry my nails. I'm just trying to dry my nails. That's fine. Um, so she was estimated to be about five two, five feet, two inches tall. Although I've seen that as uh, a range from five two to five four. Yeah, but I'm not, not... I'm not much. sure why. I'm not totally sure why Maybe either. you shrink if you're left out in the sun. I don't think you do. Yeah. Um, I'm going with five two. All right. Also, because she was only 115 pounds, so, I mean, you know, it's pretty skinny. skinny. Five, four. Yeah, I would, frankly, it's a skinny five two. That's, you know... Um, but she's relatively young. She is, that's true. Well, at least, potentially. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even 20 years old is pretty young. I was more leaning towards the 15 would make sense why she's 5'2 and only 115. Mm -hmm. She had blonde hair, although previously mentioned we don't know about her eye color. The coroner said that she was likely 14 to 18 years old, but um, a lot of other places I've read that the age range was 15 to 19. So I guess the safest range would be 16 to 17. Shoot for the middle. (laughs) Shoot for the middle. She had all of her original parts. She... Original carburetor, uh-huh. rims, no. all that. No, she hadn't uh, had any surgeries or anything like that. Tonsils, adenoids, mm, nope. appendix, all, all that she stuff. Had all Got of it. it. All yeah. of it, yeah. All both kidneys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she had never given birth, and she had no scars or marks that they could see. I guess, it's possible, I guess, that there's a range in her face where she was beat so bad that she, they wouldn't have been able to see scars, but... Mm. It wouldn't be discernible, yeah. Yeah. Based on post damage, yeah. Yeah. The most, literally the most distinct part of her actually was that the her front two teeth were a slightly different color from the rest of her teeth. That was the mm. only thing that they could provide to say, hey, if you know a blonde girl who has slightly different colored teeth that's missing, we might have found her. Mm. That so actually, far. believe it or not, is not all that uncommon, though. Yeah. Oh, the different teeth colors? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah not. mine are a little different. Well, I mean, I know folks who have fallen down and hit their head mm. and damaged the 
is it the nerves? Yes, the nerves in their teeth. And so the, the tooth is slowly dying. And that a lot of times is what causes that discoloration is as the tooth dies. You know, you've seen people with black teeth because the tooth mm-hmm. is dead. Yeah. So at that point, you know, cosmetic oral surgery was not a thing. Yeah. So it was actually pretty common. Well, I mean, it's not so uncommon that you would just have less white teeth in mm-hmm. certain areas. Of your oh, yeah, there's always a range. Kind of depends, too, on how big the contrast really was. Yeah, and but, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, so. uh, well, it's been 35 years, and nobody's, nobody's stepped forward yet, huh? They have not, yeah. So Princess had fought back against her attacker. There were visible signs of defense on her hands, um, mm. but she was very badly beaten. DNA under her fingernails, maybe? I don't think so. Mm. This um, is 82? 82. DNA really wasn't... Well, they did preserve well, a lot of her body parts, though, so that they could test DNA... It's true. Future, but they I don't actually, think that there was anything under her fingernails or anything like oh, that. Oh, so she didn't scratch the guy or anything. Mm-mm. I guess I'm being sexist here. It could have been a woman. Person. Person. Yeah. So, and we kind of hinted at this before, but her body was probably was out there for a couple of days at least, mm. maybe more like a week. I did see one place that said she had definitely been out there for a month, but I don't think that's well, it was true. a warm she would time of year. It was, it was a really, really warm, very, very humid time of year. Yeah. July, mid July, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. So there was some decomposition happening to her for sure. Um, but they did think that it was probably just a couple days that her body was out there. It's and not... I would suspect that their, their, the graveyard was also able to help a little bit in that, you know, if they had groundskeepers, they would have hit that kind of area in a whatever mm. given amount of time. I, you know, I got to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm surprised that they found her as soon as they did because if you watch the footage that that is out there of you know the, the guys trying to climb up that embankment and yeah. get out of there, it is super steep. I mean, we're talking like a 75 degree angle. I mean, something, a body rolls down and any kind of material from the area is stuck to it. It would be very easy to not see because who walks along the perimeter of that ravine Actually, looking down the whole time? Well, a I, grave digger who needs to urinate, maybe? That might be how she was found. Yeah, it probably was. But uh, I don't I don't think she did roll down the embankment because the skirt was laying on top of her. Yeah, well, Like somebody, it had been laid there. Yeah. But if the body was dumped let's say 10 or 15 feet down because I mean, they, they, if you watch the footage of those guys crawling out of there with the body bag, I mean, she was far enough down that they had to crawl, you know, three hands, one hand holding the strap and two feet and a hand pulling themselves up. I mean, it's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, she could have been dropped right on the edge and it just slid down like it was a, you know, earthen water slide. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Okay. But anyway, I, I doubt that she had been there a month. No, because that's that's excessive. The, no, I think well, a the critters days. would have gotten to her yeah, more. Yeah, I, absolutely. She and her de- her body would have decomposed. Yeah, I doubt she was even more. there for a week. Yeah. Really, the detective assigned to the case was actually the one to name her Princess Doe. I haven't seen anywhere why he called her that. Uh, my understanding is that he picked that name because he wanted to give her something other than Jane Doe. Yeah, because you know he for some reason felt really bad about this young girl being dead. Yeah, and I seem to remember him in an interview I watched saying, well, she she had to have been somebody's princess. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody's little girl at one point who was a princess, and so somehow that stuck in his head. Okay, that's fair. I saw that stuff too, but I guess I just didn't didn't think about it. No, no, and I'm amazed. This guy, like, really, really just is is hung on to this case. It's amazing the lengths that he's gone. His name is Lieutenant Eric Krantz. Mm-hmm. He's oh. now retired. This case really touched the small community in New Jersey. Uh, they gave her a proper burial. And a local who was just four at the time, his name is Travis Riggs. He even called a, um, started a website called princessdoe.org. I think the website is now defunct because I did try to reach out to Travis via the website and got one of those, you know, Mailer Damon. Yeah, he. It looks like he hasn't been doing anything for at least three or four years because I went totally to his Twitter account and it's, well, it's, it's not dead like it's, as well. Not like there's any movement here. And there's there's yeah, no movement. Probably and, never will be. But I just thought it was incredible that somebody who was four at the time was so struck by this case that he would devote any amount of time, you know, spending. Well, I, I got the feeling that this is probably one of those things. It's it's kind of like the 
uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the case we were talking about the other day, where it's just everybody in town is always speculating about it. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It the, just becomes a... Uh, uh, our Indiana case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Roberts, that, Clarence uh, Roberts. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that's probably true. Since this was in the 80s, as we also kind of mentioned before, uh, testing, DNA testing particularly, um, but just testing in general was not where it is today and probably mm-hmm. will not be where you future people are listening to us in you know, 2030. You're laughing at us for our crude techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You you know, watching us on holophoners or whatever. Laughing as we talked into microphones. Yeah. Nobody uses those. But luckily, um, the investigators did have the foresight to preserve samples of and not Princess lose Doe them. And not lose them. <laughs> yeah. And not, How's and, that? And preserve them in a way that they were actually preserved and they didn't get They were usable. They were totally usable. Yeah. Yeah, good job, this is guys. the makings of a forensic files. <laughs> episode i swear to god Uh, if it had been solved it would definitely have been featured on there forensic scientists in 2012 were able to assess samples of both her hair and her teeth and it allowed investigators to get a better picture of where princess was from somewhere north or south america yeah somewhere where blonde people are from yeah the sample of her hair was um it was pretty easy to analyze and i i have to be honest i pulled this like pretty much verbatim off of the internet because these people are smarter than me and I can't, <laughs> I can't rewrite this. Um, so the hair indicated that she had lived at least seven to 10 months in a Midwestern or Northeastern state of the United States. Um, somewhat recently, I presume since I got it from her hair. It would yeah. It was within the last eight months, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, probably cause you know, hair grows long, but it falls out pretty, pretty frequently. So, um, and her, the sample of her tooth indicated that she might be from Arizona, but it also was believed that she had spent a long period of time in Long Island, New York. And they figured all that out because of the, the trace minerals and things mm-hmm. like that that were in it based on what you would find in the water. Water in Arizona is much different than water in New Jersey uh-huh. when you take it at you know, a base mineral count. Totally. Uh-huh. And, the, and yeah, the makeup of it is different. Right. And because your body absorbs that, it's then, you know, you can test for that. Right, exactly. Cool. This is the simplest version of how that worked. Yeah. So this was obviously really big news and uh, to the point where they even set up some mannequin, a mannequin with Princess Doe's clothes on it. It was a little weird. It was pretty weird. Mm. Um, And the facial reconstructions of her are like... They're all all really subpar. Yeah. And kind of weird. I mean, they're not... I mean... We've seen some very interesting reconstructions in our lives, but they're passable, but they're all kind of, they don't look like real humans really at all. It makes you wonder if they, if they were having, if they were having trouble really piecing together the fragments of her skull. Well, and, and not all of it was done right away. Krantz kept trying to keep the, the case alive. Uh, and so he would, he would try and generate more interest in it. And so he would get the department to pay for a guy to come in and, and do a, a reconstructed drawing of her. But, you know, that's... Well, and they've been updated ones and, you yeah. know, based on new technology and all that uh-huh. stuff. The reconstructions were they, were... they would have been tough. I mean... Oh, yeah. She was very badly beaten. and But they did, you know, they were trying to keep the case alive. So they did this thing where they put her clothes on a mannequin. And actually, that did generate some leads. A, a woman who saw the images of the mannequin set up with this girl's clothes uh, in a newspaper article said that she remembered seeing the girl wearing, or a girl, wearing the same clothing as Princess Doe on July 13th, 1982. Which would have been two days before. But that was like, yeah, two days before she was discovered, but... She came forward months later. I thought it was like years later. Was it It months? It was years later. Yeah, and it was just, I find that hard to believe, kind of. Well, I I mean... Not only did she remember that far back, the exact outfit, but also the exact date. That's kind of, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but also it is interesting. Yeah, well, maybe she's got a photographic memory. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, The woman said, I mean, so the reason that she said that she remembered seeing this girl, I presume, you know, like I, when I was little, like I would go shopping with my mom as a special thing. You know, it wasn't. 
like we go shopping for clothes all the time. And so it's possible that you're this not was a Kardashian. A, no. So it's possible that this was a special occasion, which is why the date stuck. And that mm-hmm. that outfit is a pretty unique outfit. And if she was like, oh, I saw someone wearing something that looked a lot like that on this special day that we had. Mm. And we talked about how weird this woman was or this girl was dressed and what I was she doing? I didn't think her clothes were all that weird, actually. Well, that's It true, could be but... just a conversation. What what she's saying, yeah. Joe, is it could be they had a conversation about the outfit, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. I have conversations about outfits all the time because I'm judgy as heck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait wait till you walk out of the room, Joe. Yeah. She says some horrible things Actually, about your clothes. Oh, yeah. sure. That's, you yeah. know, we really should go to the mall sometime. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. go to malls. I want to do some people watching with you. No, I don't, like, no, I don't go to the mall. Um, so actually, they, they were able also to trace the shirt and the skirt to a manufacturer in the Midwestern United States of America, but the brand labels were missing, which... She was a spy. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, which isn't all that suspicious because I sometimes cut labels out of my clothing because they're, they're scratchy. so scratchy, mm. especially when you buy cheap clothes. They're super scratchy, and I suspect that if this girl has never been identified, she probably wasn't from a family of means that was providing for her, so she was probably buying cheap clothes. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, People, three or four people actually reported that they had um, purchased similar clothing at a Long Island store, which is now closed, obviously. But it's not clear if that was a chain store or if it was just like a one-off boutique or something like that. So, Um, you know, this is something I didn't see, and I'm just going to ask you because I'm dumb like that. Uh, The clothes, were they considered to actually be relatively new when her body was discovered they weren't something that say could be a five-year-old dress and shirt like that were lightly worn or something. or something yeah i have no idea okay i i suspect they were considered to be relatively new given the number of people who were able to say that they purchased clothes similar mm-hmm. to that within a fairly you know short time period okay i i yeah. just i know fashion is is very fickle and things come and go quite quickly and so that's that's, that's the only what reason makes I me think that it probably was fairly recent okay. i've I seen pictures online of the clothes too were they the same clothes that she was the, wearing the red shirt and yeah and yeah those were they don't look too frayed no i think they they were and you know there's little things like there's um a tiny like along the collar and the hem piping you mean there's a little bit of well it's not you could call it piping she's about to geek out i'm wow. i'm a, a, you know enough of a close nerd to tell you it's not actually piping but okay. there's um some very thin velveteen ribbon that they use as trim mm. along uh the neck and the the waist and uh, or the hem sorry of the shirt and you know that's the sort of stuff that goes kind of south pretty quick it shows wear really true. quickly um so i sus- and they looked like they were in fine condition not mm-hmm. great but you know yeah. fine condition so i suspect it was they were fairly new cool so we're almost to theories but before we start talking about theories we do need to talk about mtv's fear i have Ooh. a lot of fear of mtv yeah you know so, i never saw it this is Tell from this is from wikipedia <laughs> um so i'm admitting that i did almost no research on fear you didn't, um, you're not missing anything. I watched like, this show. Yeah. No. You watched it? Oh, like once or twice, and it was so dumb. Yeah. yeah that's where they that, leave people like alone in a haunted house or something like that, so or a group of people. Fear, yeah. promoted as MTV's Fear, is an American paranormal... I'm literally reading Wikipedia right now, guys. I'm admitting it. Is an American paranormal reality te- television series that originally aired from 2002 to... Two, or some, from 2000 to 2002 on MTV. The program follows a group of five or more contestants being left at an allegedly haunted location and led them on a series of dares over two nights to explore and confirm whether or not the place was haunted. Mm. This this was a cheap knockoff of Survivor is what this was. This is when reality uh. TV suddenly started becoming bigger than it had ever been. I mean, because it was like Survivor. It was kind of yeah. small. And then also it was like, everybody's doing it. And they all made the... Happiest shows. So did anybody get killed at least? No. Damn it. No. No. There were a lot of you know mannequins were thrown at people, but that's about it. Yeah. So probably just stick your hand in a bucket of spiders, maybe. There was an episode oh, yeah. in the first season that featured a totally a hundred percent fictionalized version of Princess Doe's story, which ad- has added to a lot of confusion around the case. 
in MTV's Fear, Princess was portrayed as a victim of a cult sacrifice. Wasn't her head supposedly cut she off? She was decapitated, and, her hands and, and stuff. yeah, totally. Yeah. There is literally no reason, literally no reason to One more think, time. literally no reason to think that this is true in Princess's case. She but was not she decapitated. Was... She had her hands. And not, she uh, was not, not a cult sacrifice. Well, it could have been a cult sacrifice. Not likely. Uh, no. No evidence to indicate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so stop it. Just stop. No. Stop. No. Stop. Okay, I'm fine. So with all of that having been said, we're going to get into theories. Ooh. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Can you imagine working under backbreaking conditions day after day after day and having to eat the same thing night after night after night? Hardtack and thin soups would be your culinary reward for hauling sail in the blazing sun and the pounding rain. And only occasionally, while at anchor, would you and Queequeg be able to find a place like the tiny pots that served a meal to die for. The great thing is, you don't have to travel to eat like that. You can do it from the comfort of your own home with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the meal delivery service that makes cooking more fun for you so you can stay focused on the whole experience, not just the plate. And each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take about 30 minutes for anyone from novices to seasoned home cooks short on time. HelloFresh is now offering light summer meals and just introduced breakfast options. We've had HelloFresh, they sent it to us, and I loved it. Good food all around. If you'd like to try HelloFresh, they've extended to our listeners a special offer. If you go to their website and use the promo code SIDEWAYS30, that's SIDEWAYS30, and you'll get $30 off your first week of deliveries. So go to HelloFresh.com and enter SIDEWAYS30 when you subscribe. And remember, HelloFresh has delicious ingredients you'll love to eat and simple recipes you'll love to cook. And we're back. So theories. In true Devon fashion, we have two big headings. And then subheadings. And then subheadings. Two big... We need to talk about uh, who Princess Doe might have been. And Mm. we also need to talk about who might have done this to Princess Doe. Good questions all. So let's talk about who Princess Doe might have been first. There are a couple interesting theories out there, I guess. There's... Really, only two names that have ever kind of stuck. And then a lot of sort of random, random big speculation. Yeah, on top but of that. the biggest one is Diane Janice Dye. For many years, actually, um, Princess Doe was thought to have been Diane. She was a missing teenager from San Jose, California. And she, she never did turn up, did she? She never did. No, yeah. she, uh, she disappeared on July 3rd. 30th in 79. Um, this theory was kind of um, propagated by several law enforcement. Um, I believe the word you're looking for is pushed. pushed. Yeah, where did they get the idea from, though? I, I don't really know. You know, this I guess it's because it's such an old case. There's a bunch of different ideas that, have, that yeah. people have put forward, in it, but it's time or whatever. The reasons they think these things have sort of gone away. You can't well, find them. I think, you know, the other thing is People, if you find something that kind of fits, you can close two cases. And sometimes it's just better to, you know, willfully be ignorant about the whole situation. Well, and in a way for the family, it's it's a method to, though incorrect, give the family closure. Yeah. And I I don't I don't think that's fair. I don't think that really does anybody any favors. But I don't know. Um, But there were actually some law enforcement officials in New Jersey who actually even uh, had a press conference that they officially identified Princess Doe. Yeah, as Diane Dye. Lieutenant Krantz, you remember? Yeah, Lieutenant Eric Krantz. Yeah. Yeah. He maintained that Diane Dye was not a good candidate for uh, Princess Doe as an identity. Why is that? He, he just didn't think they fit, which is fair. Yeah. They didn't really look too too much alike, and mm. um, he just overall just didn't agree. And, you know, and the yeah, they just he just didn't really agree with that assessment. So he actually convinced uh, Diane's family and the investigators in California who were searching for Diane to uh, give some samples of DNA 
to be compared. So in 2003, Princess Doe's DNA was compared with the DNA sample from Diane's mother, Patricia. So familial DNA. Like, so maternal DNA, which will conclusively say, yes, this DNA came from, you know, is the child of this person or not. Mm -hmm. Mm. And um, Patricia was 100% ruled out as the mother of Princess Doe. Oh, there you go. So not Diane Die. I don't know. Too bad for the family. I guess it, it would have been kind of nice in a way to, you know. It would have, but also, you know, I guess I'm always one to think like that just brings hope that maybe, I mean, maybe Diane is still alive out there somewhere. Maybe. I don't likely. know. She'd be, you know, in her 40s. I'll change her name to Lori Erica Ruff. Yeah. And she's doing well. Yeah, doing yeah. great. Yeah, really great. So not that, but that's one of the biggest theories you'll see. And actually, there are still people on the internet who say, oh, yeah, no. Princess Doe is Diane Die. They they've never read that. the research. The, apparently <laughs> the not. Comparison. Yeah, apparently well, it's not. actually not completely impossible. I mean, if when Di- when Diane was born, if she was actually accidentally switched with another baby, then obviously <laughs> it would be a yeah. it would be a startling set of coincidences. It would be, but yeah. it is technically technically feasible. Yeah. I can wrap my head around it. Yes, you can win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody put this on my script. Wasn't me. Looking at you, Joe. Huh? Uh, Theorem 2.5. Yeah. That Princess Doe was actually Patricia Vaughn. Uh, This is similar to Diane Dye, and Mm -hmm. and that people have put it out there because, well, it it, the one looks what looks good about it is she disappeared two months before Princess Doe turned up, Mm -hmm. and she went missing uh, from West Virginia. Uh, yeah. So kind yeah, of. I think she was originally like raised Connecticut, but mm-hmm. was actually in West Virginia. So New England, sort of. I mean, yeah. West Virginia is not, area. but you know, yeah. closer than Oregon is. Uh, yeah. Um, closer than California. And she was Arizona. She was. Yeah, do you remember how old she was too? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't not, remember either. Not terribly she was, old. She was in the age bracket. I think she was twenty, so she was on the upper end of I the thought, age bracket. Yeah, I was. Some reason I'm taking nineteen. Nineteen or twenty, still the upper end of the age bracket. Yeah, and she wasn't reported missing until 1995. Which is that's kind of interesting. Oh, baffling. Yeah, I agree. And now, now there's actually a Facebook page for Patricia Vaughn. Yeah, for Patricia Vaughn. Find Patricia Vaughn. I'm guessing. Yeah, so they wait 13 years, and now they're really into it. They got a a Facebook page. Yeah, and you know. I guess fine. Why not? You know, she was blonde and you know, technically kind of in the age range. But well, and if you look at photographs, there's a couple of photos of her out there. She looks the shape of her face and everything. She's, kind of. Well, the thing about the, the great thing about Princess Doe is there's so many different sketches and reconstructions that you know you can find one that looks like just about anybody. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's you true. Can match her up with a lot of people. Yeah, but um, the one of the big problems is her height, Patricia. Yeah. Was like five five, right? Yeah, there is that. Yeah, she also had um, in her name. I don't remember which one it is. Charlie Project posting, maybe. Uh, um, she had had a broken arm, and she had had her tonsils out, and her wisdom teeth were impacted. Mm-hmm. And uh, Princess Doe didn't have any of those things. Yeah. So um, I don't think it's a good match at all. No, probably not. I Which and is kind I, of a bummer. I don't know why. I've actually I've seen this not just on the internet but in news accounts although. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, news accounts, journalism whatever. It's the same as the internet, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh so that's those are the only two named people that we really added. Mm-hmm. One theory is that Princess Doe is a runaway or a prostitute was um the theory goes predictably that princess ran away um maybe she was Vaughn. Maybe she ran away. And then she was uh, well-known in Ocean City, Maryland, either as being a runaway or as a prostitute, or perhaps both. Um, um, and this is another theory that I just yeah where the hell it came from. Yeah, so the, the idea is that she was a well-known prostitute at a local truck stop, I guess. And there's a big problem with this, and that is that not a single person came forward and said they recognized her. On the other hand... I'll go ahead and say that if she was indeed underaged, I don't know a single person who would be like, oh, yeah, I know that prostitute. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah, that 15-year-old girl that I've been sleeping week. with. No, you yeah. don't say that. I'm sorry, you just don't. I mean, even if you're a really good person and you really you know, want to help, 
Well, there's such a thing as like, you know, writing a little note and dropping it in the mail. That's my thought, and though. That's, is there's that's such a thing as an anonymous phone call from a payphone. There's that, too. And you so know? that's why I think that probably she was not a prostitute. Somehow, but somehow I've been, I've been doing a lot of research about girls that are in this situation, you know, of, of falling into prostitution as a means to survive. And there's a whole bunch of different ways to cope. Some get on drugs and they become very well known because they're they're just trying so hard all the time because they're not only trying to support themselves but a habit. There are others who are very standoffish. They they're clean, but they go, they meet a John, they do what they gotta do, and then they take off and they're just moving around and they're not staying in the same place. And those girls, the second one I'm mentioning, those are the ones that it's easiest for them to disappear and nobody knows oh yeah because they're not in one place long enough like this whole she was at particular truck stop a whatever like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense but these girls bounce around you meet a guy you you make a couple of bucks off him you talk him into giving you a ride to the next major truck stop and then you hop out and he goes his way and you go your way and these girls disappear, and there's a lot of friggin' scuzzballs yeah. in, it, in those truck stops, especially back in the A. That was, yeah, and there's <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a supermarket for killers. Yeah, and yeah, and and also she was found at that cemetery, which is actually on a on a highway. I mean, it's it not is. a super highway or anything, but it's not a back road by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, you know, it's an obvious place to go pull off in the dead of night is to a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just go off to the edge there and do do your killing, and then you know. And push then, the body in the ravine and off you go. Yeah. We don't even, but the, yeah. we don't even know that she was killed there. Yeah, I mean, no. it's it's very possible that she was killed someplace else and yeah. then just dumped. dumped. Yeah, entirely possible. You know, the the yeah. person, whoever it is, man or woman or beast, whatever the case may be, puts her there, lays her skirt over, and gives her a shove downhill and walks back out and takes off, and yeah. nobody's going to be the wiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I absolutely. Know. You know, so I. I don't know. I think it is possible that maybe she was a runaway prostitute to support herself, but I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's likely that she was like a regular that everybody knew her or anything like that. Yeah. I, I well, will not agree with that. She was an, a known worker at that area. Yeah. I think we're probably going to get in trouble because I think the proper term is sex worker. Yeah, we, we've caught a little flack. So sorry about that. Sex folks, worker but... doesn't really cover it because sex worker can mean a lot of things. Well, that's true. You know, uh, but, um, uh, and, but, and I, I don't know how many how many prostitutes actually get into drugs and that kind of thing. Apparently, Princess Doe did not have any drugs in her system. She did not. And so I'm sure there probably are prostitutes who don't do drugs. I don't know, I guess. Yes, of course there are. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's of not course a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, it's not? Okay. No. <laughs> no not at all. No. Yeah. There's a theory out there that she worked at a local camp. Like a Friday the 13th kind of camp? I, exactly. Friday yeah. the 13th camp, actually. I'm pretty sure this one came from Fear, because in Fear, the character that was portrayed as Princess Doe was mm-hmm. um, the fictionalized version of her. She was found on the grounds of Camp Spirit Lake, which is a fictionalized version of Nobibosco. What a weird name. I think it's probably Indian. You think so? I do. Okay, because it, 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 the way it's written and the way I've seen it written, I always assumed somebody made it up. Oh, yeah, no. I think Like, it's... we're going to make a camp here for kids and let's make a fun name. Let's call it No Bebosco. No Bebosco. Yeah, I wonder what that, you know, No B, so don't be whoever, whoever Bosco is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Bosco? Yeah, no be Bosco. Don't be Bosco be Coltrane? Bosco. Could yeah. be. I yeah. got a feeling there's a joke in there. Yeah, I do. Probably. I really yeah, think I that yeah. there is. I really do. I'm yeah. sorry. This is very tangential, but um, we were in Vegas, and we were at the Excalibur, and there's yeah. a there's an Italian restaurant there called Papa de Buco. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this reminds me of. Papa de Buco. Anyway, like um, so uh, Camp No Be Bosco is actually a real camp in Hardwick Township in New Jersey, which is close to where Princess Doe was found. But if she had been at that camp, don't you think that somebody would have said, hey, it's weird, this this person in the camp is gone. Yes. Well, actually, that mm. camp, uh, the reason that that camp is notable is because it was actually the filming location for Friday the 13th. <gasps> and even more crazy, Lieutenant Krantz, you remember Lieutenant Krantz? Lieutenant. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, he was actually in Friday the 13th, 
the, yeah. the filmed at that camp. Yeah, what did, um, I, I two years that. before they found Princess Doe's body. I, I heard that. Now, what did he, did he play a corpse or, or a teenager? I, have no or? Idea. Yeah, I think he was an extra, if I remember correctly. Oh, he really? was somewhere in the background. He, he wasn't. Didn't have a speaking part. He's probably just a, one so. of the policemen that shows up at the end to cart away the bodies. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and then he ogled Jamie Lee Curtis, and then he left. Why the would sp- he do that? Uh, she, no, she wasn't in that movie. That was Halloween. You're thinking of it was like who was that girl? She had big hair. It was an 80s movie. It's oh, God. I get yeah. They're all so silly anymore. I yeah. get them mixed I, up. Okay, forget that. So, I just know it's not Freddy Krueger. So I'm I'm pretty sure that that is where that came from. I don't think that there's any credit. And also, I agree that if a camp counselor or somebody who was attending a camp had disappeared, the people who were running the camp would have been pretty on it. Yeah, unless, and said, well, like, hey. What's... Unless uh, there's like this whole thing where there's a camp and then, you know, the whole vacation's over and everybody leaves. I, I, you wouldn't think they'd be leaving as early as mid-July. Yeah, I don't think but, so. Well, I but, but I mean, camps do run in cycles, you know, yeah. two, three, four-week cycles. But even if that were the case, as much coverage as this story Somebody got, would have recognized those clothes. Yes, think, yeah. somebody's, like, it should have, yeah. somebody should have been keyed in just to recognize something. They totally mm-hmm. would have. So that's all the theories for who this person, Princess Doe, might have been. Let's talk about who might have done this to Princess Doe. Nancy Reagan. Uh-huh. I don't think so. Hillary no? Clinton. No. 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 There's a theory out there, and I think this is probably we're gonna do like most to least credible, I guess. <laughs> I, we should do least to most. Oh, you want to do least to most? We can yeah. do least to most. Le- the least credible theory I've ever heard. <laughs> I literally titled this the dumbest theory. Uh, is that Princess Doe was killed by the Blair's by a, by a Blairstown police officer, which is why the case was never solved. Mm-hmm. That's so dumb. Is it though? Yeah. Uh, you know that if you're like the you're you're the investigating officer, when this this was one particular guy that wanders by every month, so it says, hey, you know, any movement on Princess Doe? And this, you know. Oh, awesome. Great. I, I mean, that's really too bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was waiting yeah. for you to say, high five. I mean, <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not the craziest thing because, listen, we have read about and had people talk to us about massive instances of police involvement and corruption for things like this. I mean, yeah. it's, yes. it's not unheard of. But on there's, law and order, there's the, no evidence to. At there's all. no evidence, and the the deep dedication that um, Lieutenant Krantz has shown to this case. I mean, he's been investigating it actively, even in retirement. Well, obviously, it wasn't more him. It was it years. was some other lieutenant, right? But he would have. I think he would have found something out if there was something to be found out. All right, I'm, I'm, done, sure. I'm done supporting yeah. this as fun. It's yeah. just not fun anymore. No, it's, it's just not. really silly. Uh, the next dumbest theory is Henry Lee Lucas. You guys know Henry Lee Lucas. Oh yeah. Yeah, Henry Lee Lucas is the serial killer who claims to have murdered more than 3,000 people. Yeah! So, of course, he is a suspect. I don't see any similarities with his actual confirmed murders and this murder. Mm, Um, I mean, yeah, that's the problem with that guy. You really can't take him at his word, unfortunately. We just talked about this recently. (laughs) Yeah, can't do it. Jerk. Uh, The next most credible theory is Joel Rifkin. He's also a serial, an American serial killer. I, I, now I've heard of Joel, but I can't remember. I know he's killed a bunch, but how many did he kill? I don't remember. Uh, okay. Uh, he's believed to have killed up to 17. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, pretty prolific. Well, that's, a, that's a bunch. Yeah, but I, it would have been really early. His first official murder was in 1989. And he so, also had a thing for going for prostitutes in the New York area. Mm-hmm. So, and the and his his mode, he did a lot of um, weird cutting of panty. Isn't he the one who did like the weird cutting situation with clothes? He, well, he would he would take off uh, like the first girl. He took off her finger her fingertips and her teeth, and like he was doing some semi dismembering. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just a guy who just dumped the body whole and just... Well, "Ah." I mean, I can see the argument for escalation, you know, that he just accidentally beat this one girl and then didn't do anything... But I but don't. Wait, when was when was Princess found? Eighty two, and he, um, he was in eighty nine. Eighty nine. But he, I don't. I don't think it was him. I don't think. That. Yeah, I really. No I, real reason to think so. I no. really always am worried when we're like, oh, but it was escalation because it just seems like too easy it's of a way to uh, paint paint the guy into the box. For sure. For paint sure. Paint the box around the guy. Yeah, especially since we have a better suspect. Oh. We do. Yeah. So I think the most plausible suspect is Arthur and maybe Donna Kinlaw. 
1999, Donna Kinlaw was arrested in California for attempting to commit welfare fraud by using the name Elena, which was traced to a Long Island native who was actually involved in a prostitution ring that her husband, Arthur Kinlaw, was running. Donna gave details about two other murders that she said Arthur had committed. Both were unidentified females, and both remain un- unidentified. And this I is said aside other... from Princess. This is aside from Princess. It's also it's aside mm. from Elena as well. Elena had been murdered. Ah. And why did uh, okay? Oh, why did Donna like be so because she had been murdered? Then she just she was on the hook for the murder, so that's why she Donna? implicated her. Husband. No, she was um, on I... the hook for wel- welfare for fraud. fraud. Yeah, and so she thought she would get in good with the cops by turning her husband in. Yeah, because that's the way crooks work. I, you know, I honestly, okay. I don't know why. I don't know her motivations. I'm not a criminal psychologist, yeah. so I don't know why she decided to just talk about this. Some people are just talkers. Some people um, just flip on a dime. She also, I think, was trying to paint herself as the just victim. She didn't. She was being forced to do these things, and I think she felt she was trying to paint herself as she felt guilty. I don't know if she did or not, but no. I seem to remember reading something about the fact that you know, Don was um, Don. or not Don, not Don Arthur. Arthur sorry, yeah. that Arthur was you know he was controlling and abusive. That's what Donna and, said when she was arrested. And so of course it was not her. It was him the whole time to answer Joe's question, yeah. and no. that she was she just she couldn't do anything about it or she'd get the beaten uh, well she did she did say um at least once that he literally held like a gun to her head and said you have to do this i don't remember what that was i don't think it was a murder thing i think it was something else but mm-hmm. um he th- he she said that he threatened her and so after arthur went to trial and faced the death penalty for the original three murders donna gave further no, the original three murders. Three? Well, three murders. The yep. two unidentified women and Elena. Oh, and Elena. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, Donna gave further information that Arthur had killed one other female, a young prostitute, in a graveyard in early 1982. There's really no corroborating evidence for this. It sounds like Donna's story may have changed a few times. There's uh, police can't substantiate it. Donna said, uh, in one instance, Donna said that Arthur had brought a young woman who was matched the description and wearing similar clothes home and then left and then came back without her. In another instance, Donna said, actually, she had gone to the graveyard with them and then well, Arthur she, had said, um, and, you know, he'd, she had watched him murder. She witnessed the murder, yeah. He, she had been a witness. And then Arthur said, if you tell anyone, I'll do this to you. So her story changed a couple yeah, times. Shifted. But I'm not... I guess I don't know why she would say that he murdered her if he didn't. I mean, I... unless it was to try to solidify the death penalty, so she never had to see. Well, him again. I, I I think that what she was trying to do is shovel it on thick and deep, so that she looked like the innocent bystander, like we we were just talking about. Yeah. And as you guys just kind of hinted at, so that he had that he just there was no way he was going to get out of it, so that he couldn't come after her, whether he truly was doing the things she said he was or not, or yeah. if she well, just said, "Hey, Patsy." Thanks a lot. There's a lot of guys who are, uh, you know, pimps and run prostitution rings who aren't necessarily murderers, but who still are violent. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of people you really, you know, I could see why she might want to get away from him and see him totally, locked up yeah. for a long time. But as far as the, the whole problem with it is uh, th- this case actually did get a fair amount of publicity. And so it's entirely possible that, you know, her being from that, that kind of area, the geographic area, not far from New Jersey heard all about it you know heard about the circumstances of this body being found in a graveyard in new jersey totally and so yeah yeah so even though uh arthur may well have committed some murders uh, well i mean i guess the other thing is is that like finding out who did that to her doesn't really bring us any closer to finding out who she was well you might he might have some clues as to identity if you find out who it is and ring the ring the truth out of him you might but but if it was, I mean, but if it was Arthur, he he said he just picked up a random prostitute. I mean, he. What I find it, I find it interesting though that whoever did kill Princess, uh, find it really thought it was important to obliterate her face. Yeah. And. But just for... around the eyes, there her mouth was totally. Um... I I don't I I disagree. I I don't know that this is necessarily a scenario where. 
it was done in such a way to make her unidentifiable. Oh, because, I mean, been. everybody at that point, everybody knows about fingerprints. So if you really want to take her off the map, you would do like, uh, what's his name? And start cutting off the hands and the fingertips. Sure, but, but supposing I, you knew her and you knew that she'd never been arrested or fingerprinted. But, okay, well, but so, that, that, that implies that you know her well enough to know that. I mean, this could maybe be... maybe there's nothing saying the murderer didn't know her. Yeah, but there's... there's I mean, it, it could very well have been just... I mean, we've talked about these cases before. Just a case of rage, mm-hmm. and the guy literally just beats her and beats her and beats her. Sure. To pass the point of, of death, he is just... They call take, that overkill. Yeah. Nice pun. No, no I, 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 I recognize. I recognize what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying that it's entirely possible that it was deliberately for to to impede identification. And so I'm saying I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it necessarily was. I mean, the level I would, that she was I were, at her if, face, if and not the, the police, rest of her. Yeah, no, but if I were the police, I would be thinking about it. The um, you know, I'd be thinking about that particular thing. So she's not been arrested, and yet. Somebody would have known her by her by her by her face. So I mean, you know, it's not much, but but hey. it's possible that if she was if she was in the industry, she may not have been in the industry for a long period of time. Yeah, and, and so, there and are I'm not people saying, who not saying who are, she wasn't a prostitute. No, but I'm not either. But I'm saying if if that's the scenario, she may have been in it a short enough time or good enough at avoiding being caught. That she wasn't in the system because there are people who go for years without getting picked up by the police. She also might not have been a prostitute. Yeah. (laughs) She may have been some poor innocent bystander who got a ride from the wrong dude. She could have been a hitchhiker. From a psycho dude, yeah. Yeah. And it could have been like, you know, that would be one reason, like, say, if you picked her up at a truck stop or somewhere... And you're a little worried that somebody's going to recognize her in the papers, you know, and then maybe put two and two together. They, they, she saw her climbing into your brown Buick with you. Well, just wipe her face out. And, you know, Although they were really distinctive clothes, so I don't know why you would leave her clothes I didn't with her. think her clothes were that remarkable. Dudes don't think that way. That's I a guess. good point, too. Dudes do not and, think and that way. And clearly it didn't really matter that much because nobody's come forward and said, yeah, I recognize those clothes. Yeah. Um, all right, well... Um, that's all I have. Do you guys have any additional theories? Uh, not really. All I would say for the clothes too is that, who knows? I mean, the skirt. She might not even have ever worn that skirt. I mean, that's somebody true. could have bought it at the Goodwill and draped it over her body. I mean, true somebody could have pulled her pants and her panties off her and thrown them away somewhere else. And yeah. I mean, it could have been, it could be a total red herring. True. Red yeah. herring. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow, this <laughs> one's got more in it than I expected yeah. in terms of puns. So, um, yeah. I'm not super thrilled about the resolution to this case, but we cover unsolved mysteries. So That's okay. This is what we do. Somebody will listen to this podcast. It will jar their memory, and Hopefully. there will be some resolution here. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to put some links, as usual, mm. on our website that you can find there, um, where you can also stream the episode if you want. I think you can download the episode from the website as well. If you're wondering if we've covered a case, there's a list of episodes there. Um, you can also find links to our merch. The website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Uh, we're on social media, of course. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a group and a page, so like the page and join the group. We've got a Twitter, which is Thinking Sideways. We also have a subreddit, which is just Thinking Sideways. And finally, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, the very best way to do that is to send us an email. We... Despite the thousands of emails we get a day, we don't get a thousand emails a day. We get a it lot of It feels like it sometimes. Um, we, we respond to every single one of them eventually. It takes us a little while, but uh, we read and respond to every single email that we get. Yes, we Including do. spam sometimes on accident. So there you go. Mm. Um, yeah, quit and, starring that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Not so me. So you can send yeah, us an email that. at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. And I think... That's all the business we have. I think so. Um, well, did you give out Joe's phone number? Yeah. Yeah, please. 555-1212. Yep. Um, anyway, okay, I guess that's all I have for this week. So uh-huh. we're just going to depressingly get out of here. I suppose so. Toodaloo, everybody. We'll see you in a week. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. When Devin's mm. voice is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>